your journey to create the best life that you want to live is that it's unique to you. So going back to the quote that I put in uh, the poem Life, uh, live your life without the expectation of others. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't go after whatever it is you want in in order or um, in response to somebody. Welcome everybody to episode 31 of the Paul and Pals podcast. I'm your host, Ponyboy Paul. And Paul and Pals is a podcast where I interview my creative pals who are creating the life that they want to live. The goal of this podcast is to inspire you, but really myself, to start creating the life that you want to live. And on this episode, I have a creative conversation with my pal, Camille McFadden. He's an actor most notably known for his role as Ernie in Disney's Casey Undercover, but his acting credits also include Tyler Perry's House of Pain, Grown Up 2, and Marvel Rising Secret Warriors. In this episode, we discuss what it's really like growing up as a Disney child star. And trust me, Camille does not hold back. And he also talks about why he's trying to live his life via the motto of S-E-R-V-E, which you'll find out what it stands for later in the episode. And lastly, we talk about the effect that the pandemic had on him and how he had to realize that he's more than an actor. And it actually helped him to pursue other aspects of his creativity, such as bringing his poetry to life via visuals and also exploring his interest in photography. Also, after and only after you finish listening to this full interview, head over to the Paul and Pals newsletter for this episode to read a breakdown of a key aspect from this episode, in addition to helpful resources to actually help you on your journey to creating the life that you want to live. But without any further ado, let's get creative. You know, when I do my research, right, I kind of go through, see the history stuff. And it's been watching you kind of like grow up within like all these like different interviews and appearances. So it's actually funny like seeing you right now, like fully grown. <laughs> I know it is wild. I think a lot of people feel that same way. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, that's life, bro. Like <laughs> it, it who, is who, who you knew me as and not who you know me as now, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to ask that because I feel like one of the first things that when I think about like child stars is kind of like, you know, Disney gets this, this weird rep of like, yo, like, them kids ain't growing up right. So first of all, I want to start like, yo, blink twice if you good, bro. If you ain't got no Disney. <laughs> <laughs> and we good. <laughs> nah, but... We had none of that shenanigans uh, in my household, in my family. So mm-hmm. yeah, I didn't have to worry about none of that. That's good, man. And then, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. And I was going to say, I uh, usually start with like, kind of how we met or whatever. And interestingly enough, so I interviewed... Uh, Jojo early about a couple weeks ago and the moment we ended the interview bro he was like yo you got to talk to my boy Camille like he sent me eyes like the moment so you know uh shouts out to him because I really love talking to Jojo so nah, I'm sure you, you'll you'll bring some of the same energy for and, sure that's um, my guy yeah man he was a he was a cool he was it was funny about the interviews like the, I think I asked him like one question and he like just mm-hmm. took over bro he just started saying his story so it was a it was an easy interview man yeah 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 that's real. <laughs> nah, you're a real dude. And I was going to ask you, because I know you you were just in Atlanta, right? So, mm-hmm. um, Philip, mm-hmm. uh, wrapping up a movie, how is it? Can you tell us kind of like what you're working on right now, or is it kind of low-key? Um, so, so the last time that I was in Atlanta was to visit family, but uh, I'm in talks to work on a project. I got something that I'm filming down there. I do got to keep that under wraps just because we haven't finalized quite a bit of info. 
but uh, I'm working on coming back to the to the to the movie screens. So, got you. Um, it is a movie, and the story is very familiar. Uh, it's a hot topic. What the film is about. But I don't want to blast it off. Hey, that's, that's a good. Hey, that's a good tease, though. Now they're like, "Oh, what is it?" So it's an Atlanta-based okay. um, film um, story, and the the what the main character is is a, something that is known best known in the South. So okay, okay, um, that's a, that's a, that. <laughs> yeah, that's a really good tease, bro. You yeah, you, yeah, you, yeah. you 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 prepped. And uh, one thing I learned about Atlanta recently is that the the film industry is really um, uh, kind of growing up there. I actually had somebody randomly like reach out to me on LinkedIn because you saw my my tagline or whatever, and he mm. was telling me like, "Yeah, I'm an up and coming actor," and I'm like, "Oh wow!" So can you kind of share with us a little bit about? Because I know you're obviously grew up in uh, Atlanta for the most part. Like mm-hmm. how the film industry is currently changing out there. Uh, to be honest, uh, I transitioned to Atlanta, I mean, to California right before Atlanta oh. became what it is. So even for me being from there and going back there, it's a whole new world, to be honest, because, you know, Tyler Perry owns all of Fort McPherson now. So and that's the biggest studio in the country, to be honest. Everybody shoots everything there from Fast and Furious to anything Marvel. You know what I'm saying? So. He really has a monopoly on the industry down there. Um, but the, just to see the growth from the outside has been wild. It's, you know, like the black Hollywood, you know. Uh, so that's cool to see. Um, I haven't had a chance to experience it because I transitioned out here because I've been in Cali for 10 years. So oh, um, it's like I grew up. In, it's, it's like I had two stages of growing up. I, mm-hmm. I was raised in Atlanta from a uh, a kid to 15 and then I moved out here when I was 15 and 15 to 25 has been all yeah. Cali. So it's like, I got the Southern in me, but I'm also yeah. a Cali kid. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So no, I feel it's, that. it's been interesting, but, but I think what Atlanta is doing is great and it's giving opportunities for a lot of the people that I know that are still down there grinding. It's giving them those opportunities because of how close it is Because before the industry, it used to be, you had to move out here in order to take that next step. Now you don't have to do that. If you're in Atlanta and you know the right people, you're good, you know? Yeah. So I think that's a beautiful thing. Mm-hmm. And speaking of opportunities, I know when you were younger, you had this uh, written goal of wanting to meet or at least work with Tyler Perry. And mm-hmm. he actually gave you that opportunity with House of Pain, which is, it was funny because I, I heard that you were in that and I was like trying to find the episode because I actually used to watch that heavy with like my mom. <laughs> Um, yeah. So tell us about that. How did that even opportunity come to be? Uh, man, just networking, auditioning. Um, I was with an agency down there called Jay Purvis. And um, I think I want to say uh, I auditioned for them. They loved me. I met Roger Bob, who was the, uh, the casting director at that time. Um, he loved me. I, you know, was my ability to follow instructions was always super sharp and i think that's one of the things that he loved so i ended up getting that role and i think the week before i even got that opportunity to audition i had wrote it down in the journal like a week before like this is what i these are my goals this is what i want to do and then a week later i got it so it was like a uh it was a eye-opening thing for me and i still i think at that time probably didn't understand the gravity of it like manifestation and and once you write it, it becomes tangible. 
I didn't realize those things. But now at this age, looking back, it was a powerful thing. And I think that was the first step in me just realizing the power that I have, like life and death and the power of the tongue, you know, me being able to speak that and then it happening like a week later. Mm-hmm. So I've just been working on maintaining it and keeping that. But it was a it was a great experience. I never got a chance to actually meet uh, Mr. Perry, but um, they loved me enough to bring me back for a second episode before the first episode was even done. So mm-hmm. um, so that was a great experience. And I got to work with China, who I end up I have worked with like three times in my career, all different at different times, yeah. but we're always love interests. The, gotcha. the, so the last time that we worked together, we weren't, which was the first time. <laughs> normally that's how I go. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we love interests. Okay, cool. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because I ended up working with her on Grown Ups 2 years mm-hmm. later. Yeah, so and I watched. That. It it's like, funny. Yeah, yeah, it's funny. You was you was part of all these things that I used to like watch growing up. So that that's really yeah. dope. And that's China yeah. McLean for people that don't that might not yes. be familiar. Yeah. Um. And I want to go back to when you talk about manifestation and goals, because how old were you? Do you remember how old you were when you wrote that down in your... I had to be maybe like 10 or 11. I know I was double digits, but I wasn't too far. So I think probably between 10 and 10 and 12 is when I wrote that. I see. Because I'm yeah. like, I didn't know about the just the organization aspect of writing down my goals till recently. Yeah. And I'm 20, I'm turning 26 in a couple of weeks. Okay, um, okay. By the way, I'm September 8th. I know you're around, what, September? Oh, September 10th. Yeah, hey. yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah, okay. yeah. Virgo season. Hey, uh, yeah, what, what, you, what you got up for your big 25, bro? Man, I'm trying to work, bro. <laughs> COVID, <laughs> like, I mean, COVID has really changed the dynamic of my work environment. So uh, I haven't been able to work because it spikes every other week. Mm-hmm. Um, they don't really have it under control. So um, it's been not it's been a little difficult to just kind of be sitting around. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, I'm, I'm writing my own stuff, of course, and, and still staying active and staying creative. But that having that that big that big network behind you to push you and make you visible and having that exposure and stuff like that, that has been mm-hmm. difficult to uh, adjust to. So mm-hmm. um I mean, I would love to work on my birthday, to be honest. I haven't done that, yeah. and I would really enjoy that, you know, just to kind of get me back in the mindset. Outside is still kind of, it's like, it's open, but it's not mm-hmm. open. Because I was, I was trying to go to Puerto Rico for my birthday, but then I was like, yeah. You don't know what's next. Delta yeah, Plus exactly. Plus, Lambda X, Gamma. Yeah. <laughs> so it was like, the latest oh, variant, yeah. I got to, uh, you know, just making sure I make the right decisions and then finances as well. Mm-hmm. I know COVID hit a lot of people hard. And if you wasn't already on, then, you know, you just trying to stay afloat and trying to maintain. Yeah. So that's mostly what my decision came from. It's just like, I'm trying to maintain. I'm not trying to do nothing too crazy. Yeah. I'm trying to get back on course when it comes to my career and we can have all mm-hmm. that fun and stuff later. <laughs> so that's where nah, I'm at. Mine. What about I you? What you going to do? I'm actually um, going back to Michigan with my girls. It's going to be the first time. And I know you you were born in Michigan, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I I went to the University of Michigan. I think I told you that. Uh, So I'm actually going back to Michigan to with my girl. I'm in Houston right now, going up there. She's going to meet the family for the first time. Uh, I'm actually going to, yeah. 
uh, since January, officially since January 2020. So, okay. about, Ooh, yeah, so we, y'all already a year, I'm yeah, yeah. a year and a half. Okay. Yeah, yeah, we're getting out there, bro. So, yeah, it's serious. <laughs> and um, you meet the family, facts, bro. Facts. And, and we're, we're both Nigerians. So, it's kind of like, it's not like a, I'm going to just show you my family. Just cause. It's like a serious, you know what I'm saying? So, but that's how I it feel. Makes, yeah. It makes sense. I feel like I'm an honorary Nigerian because that is the main African that I'm around, especially out here in Cali. Like, is I can count on all of, like, all most of my experiences have been Nigerians, a few Haitians, and like mm-hmm. one or two Jamaicans. But it's yeah. like the the Nigerians and the Haitians, and it's starting to make me think I gotta be Nigerian or Haitian <laughs> or something because we rock and we just mesh too well. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, bro, I'm the I'm the head leader. I accept you, bro. You you one of us now. I, so, I <laughs> but no, come down. No, come down. Uh, but no, come down to Houston, bro. We, it's, yeah, my it's, brother's in Houston. So when you said that, I was like, oh, that's easy. My brother okay. down there. So. I got you, yeah, got you. Yeah, nah, yeah. It's so we'll deep out here. Bad, 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 bro. And I, I actually got, went on a tangent, but one thing that I was thinking about when you mentioned the whole goal setting and you're about, you know, young, is I'm mm-hmm. kind of curious, kind of growing up, you know, because I know your, your mom had a huge impact in your life, especially when it comes to acting. Mm-hmm. Was she kind of the, maybe the blueprint for kind of how you go about you, what you do and, you know, stay to it? Like, how, where did you kind of get that energy to be like, let me write down my goals, let me manifest all that stuff? That that was definitely her because I was always one of those people, kids, where I was like, man, I don't need to write this stuff down. Like, this memory is, what? This is a vault up here. It's a lot. <laughs> But she was like, nah, like write it down and make it tangible. And then you create the steps under that. And once I did that, I saw that. And for some reason, I still didn't be like, you know what? I should do that more often. I still yeah. was like, nah, that was cool. <laughs> that one time. Yeah. But now, nah, like she really was the blueprint for for that. And like my work ethic and uh, going after the things that I want. She always uh, reinforced and instilled in me that. I can do whatever I put my mind to, you know? Um, so she is a superwoman, superhero to me. I wouldn't be anywhere without her, you know, because she's the one who uh, came out here with me to California. You know, we took that leap of faith together. So she just believed in me so much, you know? And I think that just speaks to black women in general. Like, I feel like it's a superpower when you're with a black woman and they got this belief in you, like it just make you want to just go extra hard. So, yeah. you know, having that as like my backup, it was like easy. I could do whatever, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I could do it all. Nah, so, I feel that. Um, so yeah, she, she, she is the, the key to it all, honestly. Mm-hmm. And uh, you mentioned your brother. I know he's, um, you know, in his own right, doing his own thing with football. Mm-hmm. I think yeah, maybe currently yeah. still in, I don't know if he's still in Toronto out there or playing for Toronto. No, um, no, no. He's he's not anymore. Um, okay. uh, but he is working uh, on training again and getting mm-hmm. himself back to uh, being in the league and things like that. You know, his past has definitely been very unique, but he still has the capability. And this is about getting his body right and stuff like that yeah. in order to 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 do what he got to do. So you know, I'm we always keep each other sharp um, yeah. as far as our journey our goals, you know, and just keeping each other accountable. Like, hey, if you really want this, are you doing everything that you need to in order to get there? So, mm-hmm. and, I, and I'm glad you say that, bro. I, I honestly think that we're all, you know, no matter what part or 
I don't know, I don't want to say tier class, but like, I feel like we're all in that rebuilding, like figuring out like who the hell we are, bro. Cause we all know what happened. We didn't got to re rehash it, but I think it's very interesting just to see everybody kind of figuring out like, okay, I got to do more work on myself. And I want to ask you, what's a big thing that you kind of taken away from the pandemic and COVID so far? Yo, I mean, everything that you said, just like, who am I? You know, I've been doing this since I was eight years old and I'll be 25 next month. So, you know, 17, more than half of my life, I've been a part of an industry that tells you what to do, who you are, who to be, what to wear, what, it, what your interests should be. You know, and I didn't have that knowledge for myself. So putting the world on, having the world being put on pause, I think not just me, but a lot of people that I speak to who went through it as well. Um, and just realizing like, yo, we are human beings outside of this industry, outside of this career. Like if I never... Uh, show up on a TV screen or a movie screen ever again, I still know that I'm worthy, that I'm valuable. So I think for me, the main thing was realizing who I am without the actor title to me. You know what I'm saying? Like, Mm -hmm. yo, I'm all these things and so much more. Like an actor is just only one sliver of everything that I have to offer. You know what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? So, and it was an uncomfortable thing because you know, one of the the main quotes of the industry is fake it till you make it. And I let that become a lifestyle. Like that was everything, you know, and then the pandemic happened and then it was like, oh no, this fake it till you make it lifestyle is not it because yeah. you lying to yourself and like, if you're not being honest with yourself, then you can't be honest with anybody, you know? Mm-hmm. So I had my moments, you know, depression and things like that because I identified myself only when I was working. I only saw my value in myself when I was working. And when I wasn't, I was like, yo, what's going on? This is foreign to me. I've, I've never not worked before for this long. So what is up? And now I start questioning myself like, yo, is it me? What's going on? You know, so uh, but it really pushed me to develop my relationship with God even further and mm-hmm. realize again that, number one, he's not going to let me. He's not going to bring me this far to only let me get this far, number one. Number two, to not seek outside validation. The only validation that I need is from him. And three, you know what I'm saying? I'm like, ain't no way. Ain't no way. way." (laughs) He said, I'm him. (laughs) I like, like, I am who I am because of him. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like, I got to the point and developed that part of that relationship with God to where, like I was explaining how black women make me feel about believing in me, that superpower, the same thing with God. It's like, yo, I got God with me. Like, who can be against me? You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So those are the three main things that um, I I did in order to um, really develop and move past that temporary feeling of unworthiness and, you know, just viewing myself with low self-esteem. So I, mm-hmm. I really kind of blew up my foundation of what I thought was confidence and really built it with a the most solid foundation that it's ever been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, uh, you know, you said a lot there, but uh, one of the things that stood out to me the most, I actually just interviewed somebody yesterday and uh, she's a comedian, or that's kind of what she did kind of growing up. She She's a screenwriter now, but 
one thing that she spoke a lot about is that she struggled on early on with depression, a lot of failures, and even at times, uh, suicidal ideation. And one of the things was as a comedian, your whole career is based on that instant validation. And I like to interview content creators because I think one, I relate to a lot of them. Uh, two, I find them as that new entrepreneur, but outside of creating content, I feel that content creators are also creating this life that they want to live. And I want to know, you've mentioned that, you know, God is your foundation right now. I want to know, do you have any advice on just how do we, you know, maintain our creativity and still create content for others to enjoy, but not rest our full, I don't know, gratification based on the validation we get from it? Do you, do you like, how do you kind of work on that for yourself? Um, I think one of the main things to do in order to achieve that is to detach yourself from the outcome. So if you're creating content, not attaching to the numbers. So if I put out a video, you know, and this is maybe my first or second video, I'm not going to put an expectation on how, what, on how well that video should do. So if I put the video out and it only gets 50 views, I'm not going to feel bad about the 50 people who watched it. I'm not because I think when you're attached to the outcome, you're like, man, I expected maybe a hundred or 200 or a thousand. And it's like, that's an unrealistic expectation because at the end of the day, you have to set a, a standard and then continue to be consistent in order to grow. But you got to start somewhere, you know, so starting with that 50 followers is better than starting with two or 10 or 15. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I think um, the, the main thing that I would say is detaching from the outcome, just doing, just putting out the content, whatever speaks to you, you put that out and you'll find that audience will find you and you'll find your audience instead of trying to tailor it to what you think people would like. Just be you and the right people will gravitate to you. Mm, damn, that's a good advice, bro. Yeah, that's a good advice. Cause I think that is, you know, even me that I still struggle with, I'm getting better at, uh, because it's very like, it's very like when you're, when you, when you're working on something, right. You kind of have an idea like, oh, this shit fire, bro. Like, yo, mm. when I drop this, like it's, it's about to go up. And then when you don't mm. get that reaction, you're like, man, like these people ain't fucking with it. Like they don't see the vision. And I think for me, I've kind of looked at it in terms of what can I do to improve on it? You know, because obviously you can get down, but, you know, you have to think about it more like, okay, maybe I should take from it like, oh, maybe I could have done this intro scene better. Maybe I could have asked this question. Maybe I could have, you know what I'm saying? So Mm -hmm. I I think I agree with that. You know, don't be so set on I have to get this much views, this much likes, but maybe use it as a learning experience to kind of to kind of grow from it, you know, and uh, I I know you're kind of you're currently going through that because I've seen kind of some of the work you've been working on uh, with Purpose Media. Can you kind of explain what you're currently working on? Like the, you dropped what, three short videos right now, a poetry, mm-hmm. you, yeah. you're getting in your bag, yeah. bro. So what you up to? Yeah. Um, so uh, I, I connected with uh, Purpose. Um, I'm not gonna give her government because that's what she go by. Okay. But I met her through some people and we instantly connected. Um, and I just saw the, the the mind she has, and I knew that bring uh, bringing her along on this journey, she would help put a visual to my words. You know, uh, like I said, I've always 
uh, known that I have these multiple talents. So me being a writer is one of them. Poetry is one of them. So um, I came up with this idea over the course of the pandemic. I was like, what can I do in order to show people another side of myself? Um, so I, I looked at the, the thing that I'm most comfortable with writing, my poetry. And I was like, oh, you know what I should do? I should put visuals to them, almost like a music video. Because I don't see that often. I don't see that. Uh, I mean, if you go on YouTube, I'm sure you can find it. Yeah. But for me, I just, you go through Instagram, Twitter, it's like you just don't see that often. So I was like, all right, so that could be my little lane. You know what I'm saying? Uh, a new lane for people to, to, to see me in, to view me in, because they only see me as the characters that I've played, which are goofy, funny, you know, really surface. It's like there's so much more depth to me. Um, and in the conversations that I had with Purpose, she understood the assignment. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, oh, <laughs> this is perfect. This just makes sense. So, like, we wrote our storyboards and stuff like that. I, like, I would read her the, the poem, and then we would brainstorm storyboard, like, what each scene would look like, film it, and then I would go and record the, the audio um, to it, and then she would do the video and send it to me and then send me the cut. And every time, I, there was never a cut that she sent that I was like, oh, can you add this for the visual instead of this? It was always perfect. You know, it's like yeah. she did her thing, I did my thing, and it came together, and it was just magic, you know? So um, I, I, I'm super grateful for her. I tell her that all the time. She's super talented, um, and I'm just glad that she believed in me in this project uh, to, to, enough to give her talent because she's worked with uh, Justin Bieber, Meg Thee Stallion, Cardi B. So she's she's up there. She's doing yeah. her own thing. You know what I'm saying? But to 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 still give me her time um, and, and really because she had all these things going on throughout these visuals, but she still had the time and you know I feel like the respect as well to get it to me in a timely manner. Of course, I wasn't putting any type of uh, stipulations on it, like, hey, can I have this done by a certain time? But she was just always checking in, like, letting me know, like, hey, uh, I haven't worked on the edits yet because I got this, but I'm going to get back to it. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, it just was a, a synchronicity to it that I, I haven't experienced before. So it was great for that to be my first um, experience with her and her, her first experience with, with me as well. Because VPing is uh, th that at that stage and, and what we created is something that she hasn't experienced before. So for her to create uh, to, to co-direct, you know, uh, and edit as well, put the music to it, all of those things are something that she hasn't experienced yet. So you know, having that film aspect to it with like a hint of music video is. Uh, a space that she hasn't been in before so for her to be comfortable enough to uh to, to to do that with me is definitely um i definitely don't take that lightly or for granted so I, I just appreciate her she's fire gotcha. yeah, I'm, I'm gonna link her in the show notes as well because i think i, I like yeah. some of the stuff she's working on and uh, you know you mentioned that you know you kind of get into your poetry bag so uh, one of the ones that actually stood out to me, I think it was the life video. So maybe the most recent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You had a you had a quote about um, expectation, something like without expectation, one can truly live. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I would love for you to kind of, um, I don't know, 
uh, go in that a little bit more because I had like a thought when I when you said yeah. that, but I would like to know what you what what um you know inspired that. So I think when I wrote that line, what stood out to me. Okay, so just to give you a, just a little backstory, I wrote life right after Kobe passed away, maybe like a week after, and. Uh, why it resonated with me so much is because I never liked Kobe, but I always respected Kobe. His like the Mamba mentality, that whole thing. It was like that makes sense. Why you didn't know? you like and him? I, see, I just I I don't know. I always been a LeBron fan, so uh, I think <laughs> that had something to do with it too. But also, I just didn't understand. Like sometimes you can't be nice. Like being nice gets you nowhere. Sometimes you got to be a dog. Sometimes you got to be the person that they hate in order to get to the level that you need to get to. Mm. So I think right before he passed away, I was watching like quotes and interviews uh, from him. And I was like, oh man, it's starting to make sense. Then he passed away and I'm like, yo, this is crazy. How quickly they, like how quickly life can just pass you by. You know what I'm saying? Because I was watching interviews and seeing that he won his uh, Emmy or uh, Oscar for his football project. I mean, uh, Football, that's, yeah. basketball project, <laughs> um, and and then and then he's gone the next day. It's like, yo, that's crazy. So the the whole living life without expectations thing came from. I feel like when we grow up, um, we have that space at the beginning of our lives where it's like we're free to just do whatever we do and explore, and then we get to school and that's where we start to be molded into things maybe that we don't necessarily want to be but that they want us to be so the whole uh like and then after school it's like all right so when are you getting married when are you having kids you know what i'm saying what what job are you gonna what what do you want to be when you grow up you know um it's cool at the beginning but then once you get past those high school years it's almost your life is formed before you. Like these are the things you need to have in order mm-hmm. to have a successful life. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. So for me, that line is like, no, like let it be what it is. If at 25 you want to be, you're engaged to somebody and you realize, yo, I'm not really rocking with this person anymore. They're not fulfilling me. Then it's okay to cut it instead of being like, nah, we already engaged. We might as well just go through with it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Because that you want it to be cookie cutter, this perfect life it's like there's no such thing as a perfect life like your journey is never going to be my journey and my journey is never going to be yours so that's what i mean with the expectation i feel like having that kid that i mean that marriage that kid that job or that you know six-figure lifestyle or whatever that is a blanket thing not everybody wants that and that's okay so that's basically what i was saying with that line is like Basically, figure out what you want your life to be. Figure out what you want success, what you define success as, not this overall general generic definition. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Because that'll force you to be living a life that's not you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And chasing after something that you actually don't want. You know yeah. what I'm saying? No. So it's like, all right, I'm gonna get this, I'm gonna get this six-figure job that I actually hate. You know what I'm saying? But I want it because now I can say I'm a six-figure earner. You know, yeah, yeah. no. But if you ain't happy, if you don't yeah. have no joy in it, then what's the point? Exactly, and uh, that's very relatable because, and it's weird too because I was thinking about this is like what you just said is very good information. It's very good advice, but 
you wouldn't have got to that point of reason unless you had went through those experiences, unless you had went through those expected things. And I've realized even for me, like I love financial literacy, right? I love to tell everybody like, yo, you do this, invest in that, do this. But I've realized that people, I know when somebody really gets it is when they've gone through some shit and then they come to me like, yo, bro, what was you saying about taxes again? And I'm like, oh, bet. Cause now they're invigorated. So I feel like we mm-hmm. were, uh, it's good to have these words of advice and all that stuff, but it seems like experience is really what you can't teach, you know, so everybody got to kind of go through it. So I think it's good to have the preferences and the, and the words and the signs and posters, but sometimes you got to let people just kind of, you know, go through it and figure it out. You know what I'm saying? That's a, that's a hard lesson to learn, but it is the truth. My mom always told me experience is the best teacher, the best teacher, you know? Um, and her, her philosophy is she needs to go through it. So it makes sense. So I've had, I've been in close contact with that. So I know that. So I think my approach is more of a balance. Like if, if I know somebody has been through a situation that I haven't been in and they're trying to give me advice in order to not bump my head and go through that same thing, then I'm going to listen. But my mom is on the flip side. She's like, you know, if you say the the stove is hot, she's not going to believe you until she touches the stove. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? And then yeah. there are some people like that. And then yeah. on the flip side, you tell somebody the stove is hot, they're like, okay, cool. Thanks for mm-hmm. letting me know. Yeah. So it's just that balance. You got to figure out uh, when it works for you and when it doesn't. Because there are yeah. certain situations where it's like, all right, I hear what you're saying, but I still want to see it because I'm different. You know? Yeah. I know that my journey is not your journey. Facts, but then bro. if you do come through the same thing, it's like, okay, I needed to, basically, I needed to see for myself if yeah. that was going to be the same outcome or not because i might have a different grace than you mm-hmm. you know i might be able to get that six-figure job that i actually love yeah. whereas you you trying to tell me no because it's not fulfilling and blah exactly. blah, blah you know? yeah yeah it's it's, so it's different because about- like yeah because um you can't be making six figures and telling somebody that hasn't made that yet like bro you don't want this bro you don't want that <laughs> Yeah, I'll take yeah. that. So yeah, it's just like yeah. um I don't know. I think it's just the constant you I think it's it's good to keep sharing the message and then at the same time still let the people go through their experiences because I have a younger brother, uh six mm-hmm. years younger than me, and you know, he's going to University of Michigan as well. And I you know, I could have told him like, yo, do this, do that, don't do this. And I do give him advice, but there's also some mm-hmm. things that I have to I have to kind of hold back and be like, nah, I got I to gotta let Peter go through this. I got to let him go through this, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, he, he got to go through that stuff, so. Yeah. Um, nah, nah, that's that's good. Real. Facts. And, uh, it's, it's, just, it's just about finding that balance. That's it. Yeah, that balance is that balance is key. And I love that, you, you know, you're speaking like this because, you know, kind of looking, trying to do my research on you throughout the years. Like I said, you grew up in front of everybody's eyes. You've kind of always had the same mentality. Like I, I even remember uh, learning about um, Melanin Mondays back in the day. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you were doing that to you know show yeah. love and positivity. Yeah. And then uh, I saw you tweet about um, the acronym for for serve. Remind me, what, I think it was surrender. Uh, uh, I'm gonna I'm hold on. Let me look it up because I just tweeted it not too long ago. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> let me look but, it up. And this is my mentor who taught me the acronym for serve. Okay. Uh, hold on, real quick. Yeah, I saw that. It, it spoke to me, bro. I'm like, okay. Man, listen, me too. Once I heard that, I said, man, I got to look at this. Okay, so surrender, energy, relax, victorious, excellence. 
So surrender to whatever your moment is, uh, whatever moment you're in. Have energy, you know, bring good energy, but be relaxed. Already know that you're victorious and that you're going to do it in excellence. So if you have those things, there's nothing that anybody could say, no matter what position you're in. So even as a janitor, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. If you remember those five things, those five letters, the acronyms to those, there's no way that anybody can make you feel bad about being a janitor or anything like that because you remember those five points. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's like, again, removing people's opinion of you, not not letting whatever they think or feel validate or invalidate you. It's like, hey, this is my journey. This is what I'm supposed to do. And figuring out what lesson you need to learn from being in that position. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. I think it's it's funny because in the age of social media, that gets harder and harder. And I wanted to ask you, growing growing up as a child, obviously they had you on the internet kind of early on. Like, did you have, or is there one moment that kind of sticks out where you had to go through a lot of invalidation or maybe counterclockwise the validation? Do you have anything that sticks out to you? Oh, for sure. Once I got on Casey uh, Undercover, that first maybe three months, they were trying to invalidate me like, oh man, look at his teeth and blah, blah, blah. And for a second, it was like, dang, that's really crazy. Like, it kind of hurts my feelings a little bit. But then Mm -hmm. on the flip side, it's like, you're trying to point out something that I have to see every single day, you know? So you're trying to make me feel a way about something that I've already come to terms with. What you see a flaw is a flaw is what makes me unique. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? When I smile, people know exactly who I am. You know what I'm saying? So it's yeah. like, it's my calling card. It's my trademark. And you're trying to make me feel bad about that. That makes me stand out from the crowd. Yeah. But you want to be, and this is coming from somebody who would rather fit in, you know? So it, for me, I had to learn. And I always kind of had thick skin, but this is a different level because I'm going to a different level, you know? Mm-hmm. So now, you know, and this was right after... Uh, one of the videos that I did with Z and then she ended, ended up reposting it and then I just started getting yeah. tens of thousands of followers every day. Like, it would jump. You know, yeah. I think I went from like 13,000 or like, yeah, like 13,000 to like 100,000 in a month. Jeez. And then 200,000 a month after. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, to get all of these new people coming to me and then having these comments, it's like, yo, that's, that's crazy how yeah. quickly they kind of turn on you you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. but again that's a part of it and uh it was definitely a character builder for sure um like i said they're pointing out something that i've already kind of comes come to terms with so it didn't hurt me as much as it would have if it was something new you know what i'm saying so like if maybe if my hairline was messed up or something i'm like oh man this just happened i had a bad haircut one time so now i won't go back and now they're pointing out like, oh dang, you know, that's something that's new. So even me, I was, yeah. I would have been in my infant stage of accepting that. But this is something I've had this since I was like ten. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like I always had the gap. You know, like them saying crooked teeth, all of this stuff. It's not factual. My teeth aren't crooked. They just got spaces in them. You know what I'm saying? That's it. And like, you gotta I reframe go it. The, yeah. I go to the dentist every six months. Every six months, my teeth are healthy. So it's like. <laughs> My boy potted. 
saying this, but it's not adding up because when I go to the doctor, they're not saying yeah. that they at one point, yes, they were crooked. They are no longer crooked. <laughs> so it's like, what's happening? It's crazy yeah. because like as they were saying that, I was getting invisible. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. it's like you working uh, on you, yourself, you may, King. You may have you may have been right at one point, but you are yeah. no longer correct. So but again, it's I, I, how I look at people who um, go out of their day or go out of their way to say things like that, I know that their life is just as bad. Yeah. Because why would you go to somebody else's page and project negativity like that unless you are experiencing that yourself and mm. need a way to feel better about yourself by putting somebody else down? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So that's the type of mind frame that I have. And it's like, oh, man, I can't even be mad because you probably hate your life, bruh. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry. And I'm sorry that you think that this is going to make it better. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. That is the type of response that I have to make them think about the actions that they're taking. Like, bro, that's not that's not going to help. That's yeah. not good for you. You know, that's not good for anybody. You know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah, man, I, I definitely had those moments. And now I'm getting... The flip side, I cut my hair, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm looking I'm getting, clean. <laughs> I, got, I got the beard, you know, like I'm really getting into being the grown man that I've known that I am. Mm-hmm. And now people are finally starting to see it. So it's a little weird for me being like, oh, like having people be like, oh, you fine, this and that. <laughs> and for me, it's weird only because it's like, in my mind, I'm like, dang, y'all niggas late because I've been new. <laughs> I've been new, I was this, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah. Oh, y'all, y'all, y'all late. Y'all late yeah. to the game. So it doesn't it doesn't hit me the way it would have because of what I've been through on this mm-hmm. journey to get to where I am now. Yeah. It's like the compliments is cool, thank you, but it's like I've been new. You're not telling me anything that I don't know. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it don't hit the same as if I was still trying to figure out who I am and, and everything that I am, flaws and all, and accepting all of that. Before, I would have been like, man, all right, they finally started to know who I am. And it's like... Nah, yeah. we don't need that. Yeah. We don't need them to like. Regardless, like if you tell me that I'm fine or not, it doesn't matter because I already know what I am. So mm-hmm. if you say it, cool, thank you. If you don't, cool, thank you because <laughs> the show don't stop. We keep yeah, it pushing. Man. Nah, my, my boy was potter. I, I like that. You got that <laughs> off your chest, bro. <laughs> and yeah, and what's because what's I, I just feel I feel like. Uh, this has given me an opportunity to speak on the, those things that I don't get a chance to speak on. And I don't speak on them because it gives more light to that. You know what I'm saying? Like a negative situation. So because you asked it, now I'm able to fully say because I think people get the misconception that when you're a celebrity, and I put quotations on that because the only thing that makes me that is because of the exposure that I have. You know what I'm saying? Not even a blue check makes you that. But it's the exposure that I have. But I think it's the separation of a celebrity from a, a regular person. Like, we mm-hmm. all humans at the end of the day. I just so happen to make a little bit more money than you. That is it. That is the only thing that separates us. But you see so much value in that that you then place me on this pedestal. And now you feel like you have the ability, um, the right to speak on anything and everything that I do. Mm-hmm. regardless of if I want to hear it or not. And then you expect me to be okay with that and not bounce, b- bite back. You know what I'm saying? It's like, nah, I'm a human. I don't want to hear what you got to say. Like, you yeah. take that elsewhere. 
and and people be mad when these celebrities pop back, pop off. But it's like, nah, I'm not just about to sit here and take this because at the end of the day, I'm a human being too. I have feelings as well. I may not show them. I may act like I don't care, but oh yeah, best believe when when the cameras is off and I'm chilling in my bed, I'm definitely thinking about that comment that somebody <laughs> made where they got me effed up. It was like, yeah. oh, you thought that you was just about to get away with talking to me crazy? Yeah. Nah. So that is why I kind of went on that little bit of a tangent. No, I like that. Know, like, hey, it's yeah. not sweet over here. Like, I, I'm trying to be positive, but we can get we can get real. But I don't like to do that because then that's them taking me out of myself. I choose. Mm-hmm. Everything is a choice. I choose to be joyful. I choose to be positive. I could choose to be negative, but then that's going out of the choice that I like to make because. What you put out is what you get back. So if I put out negative energy, then I'm getting negative energy. Yeah. If I put out positive energy, I'm getting that back. So that's why I always choose to respond positively. Because at the end of the mm-hmm. day, how you feel, that's a projection. You're not pro- you're not about to ch- make me change how I feel about whatever. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, uh, fame, is, uh, fame is different, bro. Because it's the way I look at it is... is I don't want to be in your shoes, Piana, because I think what's so weird is like, it's so common to just comment on somebody's life that you don't know. Right. But when you think about me, I have a regular profile. It's really just people that know me that follow me. People aren't going through my comments like, yo, Paul, like you fucking ugly as fuck. Like, fuck you. Like nobody's <laughs> doing that because that's weird. So it's, 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 it's like, I understand that you guys are going through that, but I also understand that you guys responding. You're never, you can't beat the internet, bro. Like, you can't, no matter how nice the video is, no matter how long your comment is, no matter how respectful you are, you're not going to win. So it's like... And it's crazy because from even you saying that, the, the quote that popped into my head is uh, something that I've been saying to quite a few people. Somebody is always going to have something to say, whether it's good or bad, regardless. That's just what the internet is. Yeah. It gives people the, the false right to believe that they can comment on whoever's life, whenever, wherever. You know what I'm saying? So if you come with that mentality, you it really starts to phase you less and less the more you do it. You know what I'm saying? And then you understand Instagram is a highlight reel. Social media is a highlight reel. Nine times out of ten, you're never going to show the moments when you're down bad. Who wants to see that? You right. know what I'm saying? Yeah. Even though I feel like that would make more people realize, like, oh, snap, this man go through the same thing I go through. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Instead mm-hmm. of just being quick to make a meme and just laugh about it. And, you know what I'm saying? All that yeah. other stuff. So, again, it's a, it's really a way to invalidate us as human beings as well um, mm-hmm. by making us feel like circus animals. Like, you want us when you want us, and when you exactly. don't, you can leave. You know? Nah, man. Nah. Still here. <laughs> and, uh, you know, what kind of started that i don't want to say a rant but what kind of when you were when you were starting this talk right uh you mentioned you know being on casey undercover right and what's funny about that is your tiktok bio is don't ask me about what's her name and i'm actually not even going to say her name because i think that's it's kind of fun to just not say it but what was funny about that i'm i was more curious like damn how often do you even get asked about what's her name like is it that crazy every single day Every single day. It Damn. never failed. That's never crazy. failed. <laughs> I used to get on live so often on Instagram, bro. 
Where's yeah. where's where's where I don't know, nigga. I, that's why I have to come out with this video. Like, bro, you're asking me like I I'm 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 the fly on yeah. your freaking window yeah. still. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't keep tabs on this woman. Like yeah. why would you think that I do? Yes, we're cool. Yes, that's my sis. Yeah. But do you talk to your do you talk to your mom every day? Every day, do you know where she is at all times of the day? No? Okay. Then why don't you apply that logic to me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. They be asking dumb questions like, what is what does her air taste like? You go, it's, it's air. So number one, it doesn't have a taste. Number two, hey bro. Hey, don't don't waste your time, bro. Um, but now what I really wanted to get at is <laughs> You know, the show you was on with her, you know, she produced, right? And obviously, I'm assuming you kind of learned a lot. You saw what the experience she had. And I'm curious, did that kind of inspire you to kind of like get into the producing bag? And, you know, I don't know if, if you've done that or if you're working on something, mm-hmm. but kind of yeah, yeah, what did you take? Definitely. Okay. Most definitely. Most definitely. Just seeing the way that she moves as a producer. Um, she had a lot of creative control in the process so if there were any things that I didn't necessarily agree with, I'd run it by her and be like, do you think that he would actually do this? And then she would take it to them and it would either get changed or it mm. wouldn't. But seeing how a producer works and just also realizing that a TV producer is different from a film producer. You know what I'm saying? So learning that difference as well. Um, but it definitely helped encourage me. I knew that was something that I would always want to do is step into all of the facets of the industry. But my mindset is to take it one at a time. You know what I'm saying? To focus on one uh, specific area at a time instead of trying to put my hand in different stuff because I've never been a good multitasker and I've recently learned that multitasking is fake. It's not a real thing. So uh, that helps my case because I've always been like, we do this thing first and then once I get, get done with this thing, then I move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. You know? So um, writing, directing, producing, has always been something that I wanted to do from an early age. My mom even was like, yo, why would you you never thought about this or that? And I'm like, yes, I have mom, but I'm just not, I'm not there yet. I'm not there yet. So now I'm at that place. Mm-hmm. It's like, all right, cool. So even the project that you were asking about, that Atlanta project, I'm a co-producer on that. So hey. you know, I'm I'm taking I'm taking the necessary steps in order to plant myself and really explain expand because how I see it is like an umbrella. You know what I'm saying? Like you got the main thing and then you got the th- all the things that fall from under. So for me, I feel like acting uh, is that main thing. And from it is music, is is writing, is stand up, is producing, is directing. You know what I'm saying? So it's like mm-hmm. it's so many different things with within this umbrella that just people, they don't know. Yet. They yeah. don't know about them and they haven't experienced yet. And it's just about picking the right time to show that talent, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah, no, I agree with that because uh, even me right now, you know, I'm, I'm podcasting. Most people might, if they first meet me, might know me as a podcaster, but, mm-hmm. you know, to me, podcasting is more of an outlet to have conversation. And because of it, I'm also learning how to get better at things that I like. So for example, we're doing this with video and audio, right? And mm-hmm. because I, I edit all of my stuff, I've had to learn how to edit video. 
and it's fun. And now I want to start editing other types of things like vlogs and potentially music videos. So I definitely relate to the fact that sometimes you got to really work on that one skill and the opportunities that come from it. You got to take that chance and see what happens. You might be trash, but see what happens and uh, go from there. And, you know, speaking of being trash, I know going back to Casey Undercover, you mentioned that your first audition for it, you bombed it. Like you, you bombed that boy and you really, you had the opportunity to come back and, you know, audition. Obviously you got the part. I want to ask you, like, what was that experience like and what gave you the confidence to come back and change it all up? It was so crazy, that experience, because I had never bombed an audition like that before. Actually, that's not true. I had bombed it once before, (laughs) Um, but it was different. So with this one, um, for some reason, the reason I say I bombed it is because one of my main gifts is the ability to take direction and redirection very well. And this is a casting director who I had been in front of for years, you know. So we had this rapport. I knew that she was rooting for me, pulling for me, all of these things. So I I was calm when I went in the room. But the things that she was saying, for some reason, they were not, they were not hitting. It was like doing this, you know. And I'm like, this is weird. This is so odd. And I just went out of it with no confidence like yo who was that in there because that wasn't me who is this but you know what i'm saying so and it's crazy because i end up praying praying right after like look god even if i don't get this just give me the opportunity to show them that that was a fluke that ain't never happened before and it never will happen again you know and then uh like a week and a half later they were like oh you got a call back i said oh i already know what time it is and everything that she had told me during that, when in that second audition, murdered. So much so that the producer was like, man, like, who is this person? Because this is not what <laughs> the first time. And I'm like, I know. Tell me about it, you know? Uh-huh. So I, I think for me, it was knowing the the amount of work that I put into it and knowing that that was not me. Like, I again, I don't know what, what was happening there. Mm-hmm. because I had never experienced something like that before. I'm just not able to understand the direction that you're trying to give me. Like that doesn't yeah. happen. So it was, it was really foreign to me, but it stretched me and um, it just made me go harder. So gotcha. the next audition, I was like, Oh yeah, we might I built that <laughs> thing. Boy. Like, you said I, yeah. Okay. Well. And uh, you said you haven't had any other, you know, maybe bad auditions, but are there some maybe some notable roles that you might have auditioned for that we might be aware of, but you didn't get that we um, you want to share with us? For sure. Like, uh, so Equalizer 2, the role that Ashton played, um, Fear Street on Netflix, the role that uh, Benjamin Flores played. That sounds familiar. Uh, That's the the, the trilogy uh, horror uh, flick. It just came out maybe a couple of weeks ago. Gotcha. Um, uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, BMS uh, that just came out. I auditioned for that. Got you. Yeah, Damn. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm trying to think what else. It's crazy because now you put me on the spot. And <laughs> how I operate is when I audition for something. Uh-huh. After I audition for it, I let it go. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I don't. I don't harp on it. Yeah. So no, that's good. It, that's good. Oh, euphoria. 
They asked oh, me to audition for Euphoria. Yeah. Yes, they asked me to audition for Euphoria for McKay, and I, I couldn't do it. Got you. Yeah, that's a that's a yeah, that's a heavy show. I ain't gonna lie. I was like, it is. I mean, yeah. but I'm there now. But at that time when they asked me, I wasn't there. I wasn't ready. I wasn't I ready. But um, but yeah, those are those are quite a few of the the projects that I've auditioned for. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure there's definitely more. But you ain't, you ain't got to keep going I'm, down that road. <laughs> I just, I just, but it don't bother me because when I see it, I'm like, oh yeah, that was meant for that person. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, some people just like, fit a certain man. like. Um, yeah, it just makes sense. Like, oh, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. That makes sense. Yeah, and outside of acting, though, I want to ask you about some of the other interests um, you have. You know, obviously, your name's Camille. And with Cam, you have, I've, I've saw that you have uh, needing, I think it's needing art, artistic minds. Is that what Cam mm-hmm. stands for? And I was going to ask, like, you know, I see you kind of get into your photography bag. Obviously, mm-hmm. you're you're more bringing your own stuff to, to life. Uh, have you always kind of had that interest in that stuff? Or did you get to a point of like, let me try this out? Uh, no, I feel like I've always had an interest in it. It's just about me actually getting behind whatever that, that tool, that resource is in doing it. So, you know, me being an actor, I get photo shoots all the time. So I'm asking questions about the camera and looking at the different angles and the textures and things like that. And then it got to a point where I was like, man, I should do this too. And I just picked up my phone and just started taking taking pictures, you know what I'm saying? And, and from there, it just, I just saw the natural talent that I had. And it's just about honing that talent now so same thing with writing. I've been writing since I started in the theater group that I was in in Atlanta, Youth Ensemble of Atlanta. They really honed a lot of the skills that I have today. Uh, I have to attribute a lot of that to them. So um, shout out YEA. Appreciate y'all always. YEA forever. Um, <laughs> but, you know, um, I, I always knew that I had these gifts. Again, it's just about timing and when to release them. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm very in tune with that stuff. Like I said, my relationship with God is everything. I put him first. So, um, I see the things that he's put in me and the different opportunities that arise in order for me to showcase that talent. Got you. And, uh, you know, we've kind of been talking about your acting and kind of like your creative, you know, excursions, but I was kind of curious, like, you know, what else do you kind of like to do for fun? Like, what are your maybe other hobbies and interests that somebody that, doesn't know you that well might know might not know about i love video games video games are definitely up there i love bowling skate roller skating is fire to me um i like eating even though that's not necessarily a hobby but i really enjoy like just trying new foods mm-hmm. um i realize i'm a i'm a culture fanatic like i love learning about new cultures so like i guess infusing that with travel um, travel would be a big thing again outside ain't really open so I can't yeah. travel the way that I want to but I, mm-hmm. I want to visit like everywhere honestly and just see like alright I really like this country alright this country was cool but you know I probably wouldn't come back but it was, it was, it was cool. <laughs> that's uh, real you know that's saying? real yeah so so those are like my main hobbies uh, reading has become mm-hmm. a very big hobby of mine um, a way to relax and just I'm all about learning something new you know what I'm saying? New information um, to either apply to my life 
or just a skill to have. You know what I'm saying? Like, so languages always interest me. Um, I'm still working on trying to be fluent in uh, freaking Spanish because I took four years of that and I'm still not fluent. But facts, you know facts. What I'm that's one of that's one of the ones that I wanna wanna be fluent in that. How are you trying uh, to learn it? What are you What are you doing to learn it? Um, so I was doing Duolingo. Yo, bro. I haven't, I haven't touched that whole forever, bro. Yo, that's I be feeling trapped. It'd be like, yo, it's fifty days strict. You sure you ain't gonna do it again? Uh, you miss a day. It's emailing you like, bro. You, you, yo, you nah. It's, you I feel like a victim, bro. I feel like a victim, bro. Bruh, bruh. So you know, uh, learning Spanish. ASL is such a beautiful language to me. I want to learn that. I just learned about this uh, new language on TikTok called Technese, which is uh, like a language that uh, Black African Americans, uh, the the enslaved, they used in order to communicate. And when you realize what this language is, it sounds like gibberish. So it makes sense that they were speaking this and the, 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 uh, the enslavers were... They wasn't paying attention because they like, oh, this is gibberish, but yeah. hey, it's crazy. I haven't even like dove into it the way that I want to, but it's like, yo, we finally got something that we can connect to. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I never heard it's, about it's, that. Man, I'm TikTok, bro. TikTok. That's yeah. one thing I will say about TikTok. TikTok will bless you with all kinds of new information. You know what I'm saying? So me learning about that, I reached out to somebody. They was like, all right. He, here's the information. Keep it under wraps when you're trying to let a whole bunch of people uh, learn this because, you know, with our culture, they just take it and they yeah. just replicate, you know, nice. and then it's it, it blows up when they replicate it. But mm-hmm. the original is like, hey, but I've been doing this, you know, what I'm exactly. Saying? Yeah. So it's, it's another one of those things. But um, I'm just languages, culture, food. Roller skating, video games, sports. I love basketball. It's one of my favorites. I wish I was as good as my infatuation for it. But that's just <laughs> I me. That's how I feel, bro. Yeah. It's just, it's just a practice thing. You know what I'm saying? So mm-hmm. I don't put in the time, so I'm not that good. So exactly. it's cool. But, <laughs> but I just do it But those are, those are like the main hobbies that gotcha. I have. Um, that I, the, the things that I do in order to uh, kind of relax, mm-hmm. reset. Yeah. Yeah. I like to ask that just because I think I'm, you know, obviously I'm very focused on creative creativity and creative content, but I think it's also good to know what really makes a person whole. Like they're obviously not just the actor. They're not just the the poetry person. Like they, 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 they there's a lot to them. So it's good that, um, I'm glad you were open to share that. And, you know, it's, I, I don't want to let take too much of your time because you've definitely shared a lot with us. Uh, before I let you go, I I'll do want to. Okay, man, we can do it. We can I'll do it. Yeah. Um, I appreciate that, bro. Um, <laughs> no doubt. One thing I always love to ask everybody, and I, you might have even already shared yours, but um, one thing is I always want if anybody was to not, they don't want to listen to a whole hour long podcast, and maybe they're just reading my episode titles, right? I would like to know if you had to just share a snippet or a word of advice based on your experience. What word of advice would you give for somebody on how to best create the life that they want to live? Oh, okay. Um, the first thing that came to mind uh, in your journey to create the best life that you want to live is that it's unique to you. So going back to the quote that I put in uh, the poem Life, 
live your life without the expectation of others. You know what I'm saying? Don't don't go after whatever it is you want in in order or um, in response to somebody. You know, uh, in response to somebody's validation or invalidation. You know what I'm saying? Like I'm gonna do this because they don't want me to do it, or I'm gonna do it because they do want me to do it. Like removing them and only looking at what do you want identifying that and then figuring out and collecting the people who will support you along this journey because you can't do it alone so those will be the two things figuring out what you want to do that's unique to you and then collecting uh your team your support system because you can't do it alone Mm, i like that yeah I think the, I don't know why, but that living without any expectations really got to me, bro. That's why I like, I like remembered it as I was uh, talking about that. But no, I really like that advice. And, you know, I appreciate you sharing that. And the reason I ask these things, because, you know, words of advice is cool, right? But I think one, obviously you need to keep hearing it, but then two, like they have to be actionable. Like somebody needs to be able to hear something that I talked or I, I talk about with the guests and be like, oh, episode's over. Let me go do something. So I think I'm really glad that you you're you're doing that. Obviously, you're you're doing the best that you can, and I really do hope that you're able to work in a couple of weeks so we can turn up for our birthday, oh, yeah. bro. We try to be outside, but no, man. I man, think, listen. yeah, bro. Um, oh, that's another thing I was gonna ask. You know, obviously, people might be familiar with you, but I want to ask: Do you have any? Uh, things you want to promote right now maybe just share your socials anything that we can support you with yeah so uh on all platforms uh camille underscore mcfadden that's uh instagram twitter um i think my snap i don't even use snapchat so i'm not even going <laughs> to I don't even use Snapchat like that, so yeah, don't follow that but yeah. uh, my youtube uh is uh camille mcfadden um so that's where i'm doing my visuals um, check it out, like, comment, subscribe. I'm trying to get better with like doing YouTube videos and stuff again. Um, cause me and my brother got a YouTube channel as well. But again, we just yeah. moving, but, but the main socials is Instagram and Twitter. Camille underscore mm-hmm. McFadden. Show some love, uh, comment, subscribe. I mean, that's five subscribe. That's, that's YouTube. <laughs> um, like, comment, share, whatever, do what you do. I mean, better. nobody's wow. obligated to. You know what I'm saying? So that's um, why I'm like, even even in my, like, let me promote this. It's like, hey, bro, you gonna do whatever you, you want. You gonna follow. Yeah. If you're not, you're not. But that's that's just who I am. But, gotcha. you know, just working on, um, I, I think now I'm using social media as a way to just it, show more of my true self, my authentic self, you know, because in this industry, it's all about an image, a brand, you know what I'm saying? But it's like, hey, look, this is the brand. You know what I'm saying? This is the image. Mm-hmm. I have flaws just like you. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, and that's just what it is. And you just got to take it. So, yeah. No, it's tough, yeah, man. <laughs> I, it's tough. I think when I first started out, I used to be like, oh, man, I don't know if I should say this or say that. And I still try to be, you know, wise about the stuff that I do share. But, you know, people really relate to people that are willing to be them. And I think that's one of the reasons that obviously TikTok is blowing up and why we can talk to people like, you know, people like you and me. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, man, it's, 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 it's facts. And, you know, I will let you go, but I do want to ask <laughs> if, 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 um, somebody had to go check out a piece of your work, which, what would you recommend? Oh, that's tough. 
that's tough because my most notable thing would, yeah. would be Casey Undercover. Mm-hmm. But I'd honestly say to go watch um, the first poem that I did, Soulmate, because okay. I feel like that you get a full understanding of who I am. So I would say if I could, I would say those two together. Best. Watch Casey Undercover and then watch that, that poem. And you'll see. It's like, yeah, that goofiness is in there, but I can be real. I can be down to earth. For sure. You know what I'm saying? And I have yeah. some depth to me as well. Got you. Yeah, I'll link it in yeah. the show notes, bro. I got you. I'll, I'll, I'll share that yeah, link to that. No problem, bro. I appreciate it. Yeah, and to anybody listening, all my pals out there, always remember to stay creative. Peace. Thank you guys for tuning in to that creative conversation. I hope it was able to inspire you. And if you'd like to continue getting inspired, there's actually three main ways you guys can do that. One, you guys actually watch all the YouTube videos. Uh, that's the full-length episodes and also clips, just to get a little preview about what each episode might be about. Two, you guys can actually listen on all podcasting platforms, which is Apple Podcasts and Spotify, or wherever you happen to listen to podcasts. Please feel free to leave a rating or review. Just to help me out and also get the word of mouth out there. Three, you guys can actually subscribe to the podcast and pals newsletter which is basically a written summary of each episode in addition to my takeaway so that i kind of give what the episode made me think about what i got from it link in the description and show notes but without further ado always remember to stay creative